today we want to start off with a somber message. To the Pac-12, we would like to apologize for not believing you. So, Duck, if you, our producer, if you want to go ahead and cue the Sarah McLaughlin music. In the arms of an angel. So, we would just like to say that I know in my bracket, I had all of you losing by the round of 32. To my surprise and chagrin, except for JP's spite or Oregon State pick against Tennessee, which Great still day. hurts to this day. Made a lot of money. All of y'all are still in the tournament, except for Colorado, who I just assume got too high and too hungry, so they just wanted to leave a little early. But to our sincerest apologies. Please stop ruining my bracket. It really hurts my soul. Yeah, sorry, Pac-12. I've been a big fan of uh, Stanford Sailing, UCLA Women's Tennis, and Oregon Track and Field for a very long time. And I knew that Pac-12 was pretty hot in those types of sports, and those are kind of like my kind of those little niche sports. But basketball, this is uh, this is really next level. Why don't you uh, you know slow your roll here and uh, stop winning so much in a sport that actually matters? You know, I'm not really going to apologize to the Pac-12 because I picked against them because I thought they weren't going to win. I thought Tennessee was going to beat them. They were the better team. Tennessee just, I mean, they suck just like they do all year. But I will say, Oregon uniforms always on point. I've always loved Oregon. I uh, actually, I I would like to not apologize fully to the Pac-12 because you all have the worst floors. The worst hardwoods in college basketball Agreed. history. Yeah, they are despicable. The the random trees on the Oregon court. I think Colorado's is fucked up in some way. It, it looks like the uh, the Nets basket or like the Brooklyn Nets court. It's disgusting. Needs to be gone immediately. Designed by a bunch of hipsters. <laughs> yeah, nothing like getting high and sketching out some uh, fucking courts. Also, I'd hate to not put the spotlight back on me and just talk about how great of an Oregon State pick I made last week. Um, I'm moneylining them. Several times and made an absolute fortune. Uh, Blood Bank guarantee it was the hottest pick of the day. Made by me, uh, Duck. That's my new podcast nickname. You can call me it's Duck from now on. Not Duck. Uh, uh, that's negative. Here. That's right. And so, um, you're welcome. If anything, my name should be Duck because I'm the Oregon fed. Well, should we just start calling him Goose? Yeah, Goose. <laughs> no, that's not my name. <laughs> you are kind of like second or third in line. Well, Duck is in my <laughs> Duck is in my actual Instagram profile name, so it kind of goes along with my overall brand. All right, Goose. And also, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit amphibious in the fact that I'm uh, land, sea, and air and land. And uh, so, well, if, I mean, if you're so high in your Oregon State pick, shouldn't you be the Beaver? <laughs> yeah, but I'm duck because I'm multi. I'm like a Swiss Army knife. Like I also, can, I remember it's definitely the best fit for you. In our, <laughs> yeah, dude, the beaver's hot what right is, now. Hold JP, on there. the uh, beaver. I actually love that. JP is now officially the beaver. Is that because of my butt teeth or my massive bush? <laughs> <laughs> bush might have a little something to do with it. God, I didn't think you guys have seen. I mean, fr- or, I mean, it's coming out of your pants. <laughs> So I haven't, <laughs> you. I haven't shaved since uh, middle school, so... Uh, I mean, we're looking for a sponsor, so... Yeah, they... Manscaped, you listening? The hashtag no free ads, but if a men's grooming company Tell... does want to sponsor the pod... Yeah, yeah. it doesn't have to be Manscaped. i tell you who I hoped Manscaped. Oral Roberts. Oh, God. Getting all just... of that all up in Ohio State. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they took a lot of head... I mean, Oral that day. When you come too quick in with the Oral, it just kind of ruins your day after that. Can't really finish... And I know it's beaten like a dead horse, but I will say they've beat Ohio State more than John Harbaugh. Oh fuck, it's Jim Harbaugh. I just hope those. Uh, I just hope Oral doesn't have any uh, bumps, or they're going to be running into a uh, little problem here pretty soon. So Beaver, why don't you start off with your your favorite, and then your your underdog? 
my favorite favorite of this deal is going to be Arkansas minus eleven and a half. I picked Oral Roberts to get blown out in the last round. No pun intended. And they finally to get blown out. No pun intended. Um, and now they're really going to have to play uh, balls to the mouth. I mean, balls to the wall if they're going to want to beat Arkansas. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I think Arkansas um, runs away with this one. I think that they got too much juice, and so I think Arkansas um, has a pretty big game. All right, looking at the Sweet 16, we've got a hell of a lineup this weekend. Um, I'm going to pick my favorite, my favorite favorite first, and that's going to have to be Arkansas on minus 11.5. I think the pick is outstanding. I had Oral, and this is more of a pick against Oral Roberts, I think, than it is a pick for Arkansas. I had Arkansas winning the SEC championship. It didn't work. Um, but I had Oral Roberts losing last time to Florida, um, and turns out they waxed the floor with um, Florida, no pun intended. Uh, so Arkansas, I think Arkansas runs away with this one. I think they win by 15. I think 11, minus 11 and a half um, is a very, very good pick against Oral Roberts. All right. I like that. So my favorite pick is going to go, – I'm going to go with Alabama. And I think it's at six and a half. Uh, actually, I'm going to take it at probably eight and a half. Didn't positive money plus 120 right there. Oh, bold. I am dead set on Alabama pretty much blowing UCLA out. UCLA out. I don't think they can even compete with them. Fair enough. And so for my favorite, I'm taking the Baylor Bears minus seven and a half over the Villanova Wildcats. Uh, just a couple stats for you. Baylor shoots uh, 49.7%, which is ranked 13th in the nation in field goals. And then in defense, uh, Villanova, Villanova gives up 44.9, which is ranked 244. And then Baylor shoots a best three, er, three percentage at 42.9, while Villanova gives up a terrible... Uh, 35.0, ranked 267 in the nation. Uh, and also just watching Baylor play, it's men amongst boys. It's men amongst eighth graders. It's like, uh, what's the movie with Adam Sandler? Grown Ups? Grown Ups 2? Uh, no. Back to, you're talking about back to school? No. Back to school. Billy Madison, yeah, Billy he's playing dodgeball with all like, the, four, oh, like yeah. the first graders. It looks like that. <laughs> like, these are just grown ass men like bullying small children. And Villanova is finally going to have the uh, Gillespie injury, which is, I think, their second or third leading scorer being out for the year. That's finally going to catch up with them. Baylor minus 7.5. I love that pick. And then uh, my favorite underdog, based off pure love for Buddy Bayheim, we're taking Syracuse plus 6.5 over Houston. I might money line them because I think Houston is a bunch of frauds, capital F. They're more oh. fraudulent than the Baltimore oh. Ravens. What? They were this past year. No. Big time frauds. Is that just a slap in the face of the city of Houston? Is that why you're saying that? Are you just anti-Houston everything right now? I don't like the university. Oh. All right. Who's up? Are you up for underdog next? Yep. Uh, underdog. Definitely got to go with Oregon Ducks. Beaver, I know you're going <laughs> to love this pick. <laughs> That's a hell of a mascot. I honestly uh, don't know how USC's made it this far in the tournament. I thought they were going to be put out in the first round. I don't know. Okay, so my, my favorite underdog of this whole deal, I'm going to switch back to Oregon State. And actually, before I looked this up, it was Oregon State was a six-and-a-half-point underdog. They're now seven-point underdog to Loyal Chicago, who's riding a hot streak. I think they got hot heads. Uh, Sister Jean's kind of fun, but I don't know. She's a little too old. And I feel bad for her for never actually seeing Loyal Chicago win, like, a big-time championship. 
because I don't know how many more March Madnesses she has left in her. I would say that um, I feel very sorry for her, but I, it's been a good run. You can't you feel good about the whole, the whole you know the way that Loyal Chicago has gone. Um, Catholic school, small school atmosphere um, seems like a fun place to be, but. Sorry, Oregon State's about to come in, and I think they're win. I think I'm money line Oregon State again at plus two sixty. So just to confirm, Beaver is taking the Beavers. Yes, <laughs> Duck is taking the Beavers. <laughs> Whatever you do, just make sure that you money line Oregon State. It's a lock. Okay. Um. Do you want to talk MLB? So this is going to be different because this MLB season is going to be the first um, season that I think is going to be. Uh, uh, Full stadiums for a long time, so we 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 had full stadiums at the very beginning of um, Major League Baseball season last year. It didn't last very long at all, and then it kind of transitioned into uh, you know nobody at all in the stadium. Then basketball season came along, there was nobody there. They had the NBA bubble, um, and football season obviously was was some places no nobody there, other places that had a very small capacity. So um, I think the the majority. Or maybe not even the majority. I think that my opinion alone is that Major League Baseball stadiums are going to be probably at 100% capacity by July 4th. There's no reason that they shouldn't be because if everybody is vaccinated by May 31st, what's the excuse for everything not to be fully open at that point? I thought we were doing a baseball preview, not capacity preview. Well, this is kind of the start of it. The start of it. <laughs> People aren't talking about it. They're too scared. That's why we're bringing in stadium capacity. Fair enough. So, who do you like this year in baseball, JP? So, being from Atlanta, I'm going to go with uh, the Braves as the fifth hot, the fifth favorite team to win the um, championship this year, and they're at plus a thousand. So, I'm betting the Braves. I think I'm going to put down the bet tonight, and I haven't decided on the exact amount of money I want to put on um, exactly how many units. It's going to be multiple without a doubt. Uh, if I win this bet tonight, I'm, I, I might do 10 units, might be 5 units. It's going to be uh, a significant amount of units on that. I love it, plus 1,000. I, I think that the Braves were close last year. I think that they've improved the pitching a little bit this offseason, um, and I, I think the offense is going to be on fire. Go Braves. Yeah, no, fair enough. So if we're going with hometown teams, uh, I grew up a big Chicago White Sox fan, so after looking at what Tony La Russa and Jerry Reinsdorf has done this year, this team looks very similar to your 05 uh, World Series champions, White Sox, with your Scotty Pesednik's, Paul Konerko's, Juan Ribes, uh, Mark Burley's, and John Garland's. With the, uh, yeah, so like this team looks really similar to that with your Jose Abreu, your Tim Anderson, your Luis Roberts, and all those boys. So I'm really excited. You can get the White Sox right now at plus 1,000, according to Covers.com, to win the World Series. I kind of love it. I think I might ride. I'm a very dumb baseball fan, but you know what? Let's go. Let's have a little fun this season. Those are good odds. I, it's at plus eight fifty on uh, DraftKings, but if you can get it at plus thousand, then hell, I think that I think I'll take that. Yeah. But this also relies on a Jerry Reinsdorf team post MJ era to not suck, which is very difficult to see. <laughs> that takes me back. While while we're talking about um, Atlanta, at least while I'm talking about Atlanta. Do you guys do you guys know where the MLB All Star Game is going to be this year? I'll give you a hint. It's in Atlanta, and so Atlanta. The Braves Ooh. have already said um, that Truist Park is going to be at one hundred percent capacity on July thirteenth. Sounds for, like a business trip. It is going to be a business trip. Expense account. Get it ready. MLB All Star Game, July thirteenth. The Braves already said it is going to be at one hundred percent capacity. 
So that's why I said earlier, uh, I think that all stadiums are going to be at 100% capacity by July 4th. All right, one thing that we missed out on the last podcast that just this came out two weeks ago is the brand new NFL TV contract. Not enough people are talking about it because it really doesn't go into effect. Most, The majority of it doesn't go into effect until the 2023 season. But there's a couple of differences that are going to completely change the way that NFL uh, does business with their TV providers. Um, and the biggest difference is things are, are, are beginning to switch. You can see in this contract, that it's a 10-year contract. Um, sorry, 11-year contract that goes through uh, uh, 2033 season. But you can begin to see how things are going to shift towards the streaming services. And that's because, first and foremost, the biggest deal in this TV contract is that all of the Thursday night games starting in 2023 are going to be on Amazon Prime exclusively. So you can, there's no other way to watch the games other than being on Amazon Prime. So you're going to have to have an Amazon Prime subscription. You're going to have to type in your password. You're going to have to log in that way. And I think there's going to be a gigantic learning curve in switching games to a subscription type of service because uh, people like us three who watch NFL games religiously, like I probably haven't missed a primetime NFL game since I was like – for 10 years old. Um, but for your casual NFL fan to have to actually get into a service, uh, subscribe to that service, type in a password to watch an NFL game, I think the viewership's going to go way down. Um, at least initially, it's going to be a big learning curve for, for your casual fan. Um, to be able to watch games, it's going to be weird rather than having to, and especially because the Thursday night lineups are never good anyway. So having to um, go out of your way almost to watch a Thursday night game. I think it's going to hurt at first. I mean, but that isn't that the entire point of... So instead of just getting like a mass like watch like number, you want to do a more premier market. So that's why when the... Or when I, I guess Thursday Night Football was originally announced and Saturday Night Football was originally announced in the NFL was on the NHL, or NFL Network. And so you get like people who are paying in and getting more like... So it's more your dedicated followers. So uh, it, it's probably a bigger deal in like terms of numbers, which is where it actually matters increases our players our team salary cap so that way Green Bay doesn't have to sit on their sit on their asses and watch all the free agents fly by. Well in turn you I mean you always want bigger numbers, right? Like you always want more people watching the games and so that's it's certainly gonna hurt in that aspect. Well not necessarily um, if you get paid. So if so you, they get paid like trillions of dollars for four people to watch, they're gonna take that deal all day. You said that they were gonna air some on ESPN plus as well? So that's so. Besides the the Amazon Prime is the biggest deal because that's going to be every Thursday night for the entire season, exclusively available on Amazon Prime. But there's some smaller streaming services that are getting games too. So for example, ESPN Plus is going to get uh, they're going to have exclusive rights to one international game every year to go along with this package as well. So not last year, but you know pre-COVID, like oh, so they're only getting one game a year, one international game too. So are we officially changing the Jacksonville team name to the London Jaguars? Yeah, they should. <laughs> well, not only that, but you know the Raiders played for like two straight seasons, one game in Mexico, and so Mexico City. So somebody's playing in Mexico City every year this year, um, and then of course the Jags always playing in London. And I know that wait every week, once a year. There's all there's oh, okay. There's I, been oh, okay. Just a year two to okay. three international so it's the same games. They've been doing okay. Yeah, two to three. I thought they were saying you, there was one every week. This year, and I was like, "That's crazy. no, that, that would be nuts." Be but ESPN yeah. Plus is going to get that one international. I was game. like, "How?" Are they so gonna... it's kind of a dip. What about your, the players? Yeah, dip your toes <laughs> in the waters there. Also, uh, NBC's Peacock, the cock as we know it, uh, gets one game per. Um, Which you get free with an Xfinity subscription, or you if you have Xfinity cable. Yep. Yeah, how about it. that? 
So the the cock is also going to have one. Um, they're going to get one game a year. There was no details as far as what game it is uh, at all either. But this new contract overall, some, something else that's worth pointing out is that did you guys watch the Nickelodeon game that happened this past year? I tried um, to. The fucking uh, slime zone was the end zone, and they had uh, SpongeBob come out and do do some shit. The whole I tried to. I just. I mean, I know football, so I just really couldn't get into it. But it was a, kind of a cool thing they did. So they're they're bringing back uh, Nickelodeon games um, as well. So they're they're going to get uh, Nickelodeon, and I, I think it has a lot to do with the um, uh, kids aren't playing football like they used to uh, back in the day, and so they're trying to get um, people younger and younger into NFL football, obviously. And so hit Nickelodeon. Um, Nickelodeon, thirteen year old me would have loved watching the Slime Zone. I think that would have been cooler than watching like it on Fox and all that. So, worth mentioning that Nickelodeon is going to get some more games. I know a lot of people um, really enjoyed watching that Nickelodeon game, even over Fox that were our age. Uh, another thing worth mentioning is that the Monday night game is now going to be able to flex, just like Sunday night. And so, in the past, before the season started, you set all your Monday night games up um, throughout the whole season so you know what it's going to be. Now they're going to be able to flex that. So, they're going to be able to bring in the best matchup of the entire week and put it on Monday night rather than ending up with a fucking Redskins, um, sorry, R-Words, uh, Jags, you know, Monday night game. Are you telling me that your Bengals without Joe Burrow versus your, what what would it be, like your Cleveland Browns? Do we have like a Jets, Titans? yeah, do we have like a Jets-Bengals Monday night game or something terrible? I thought we had oh, a Jets-Patriots gosh. game this year that was like combined like wins of like eight. Yeah, it was bad. Those are some bad Monday night games this year. So we're gonna get we're gonna do away with some bad Monday night games. Primetime overall is gonna get a lot more exciting, um, and I'm very excited about that. Also, I didn't point out the money figures. It was a uh, 113 billion dollar 11 year deal. Um, so the NFL is essentially making 10 billion dollars a year off this new TV with contract. With Amazon or with? Oh, so it's with the, that, that pulls in all the money. So Fox, okay. uh, CBS, um, ABC, Amazon, um, the Cock, everybody combined. NFL's going to be making $10 billion a year. And the details haven't emerged of exactly how much money per NFL team they're going to make. Because right now, as its current contract sits, each NFL team makes $250 million a year off of the TV contract, which is enough to pay their entire payroll um, every single year. So when you come down to ticket sales and merchandise sales, um, vendor sales at the stadiums and all that, everything else is just a bonus at that point. They literally can cover their entire payroll purely off of the check that they get every year from the NFL for TV contracts, which is insane. So if you have enough money buying an NFL team, you will, the ROI, very good. Very, very good. Hey, maybe us soon, right? Yeah, maybe us soon. All right, so instead of talking about the deals that set up our NFL season, let's talk about the deals that happened in the offseason to set up who's playing and who's not. Uh, We're well, talking about free agency! I know who's not playing this year. Who's that? Isaiah Wilson. Tra- oh, tra- traded, traded and then cut because he was jumping up and down in his car in a strip mall in Miami. I think he lasted three days on the team, which I mean, I guess none of us expected him not to play this year, right? Well, I think he might have three more days than we've played on an NFL team. Yeah, at a certain point, some people are going to feel sorry for him, but for me, it takes a lot for me to feel sorry for somebody, and I don't feel sorry for him at all. He pissed away his opportunity. He's an asshole. He deserves what's coming for him at this point. He had a second chance, and he blew it. And I think once you blow a second chance like that, um, you know, go fuck yourself. You should have learned from your first fuck up, but you're really uh, digging yourself a grave here, buddy. So, fair enough. So, 
with most of our listeners, I would assume, being in the Nashville area, what do y'all think about the Titans offseason so far? So, at the very beginning, wasn't a huge fan. I felt like we were just cutting everybody. We were so many releases, but since then, I mean, you got the Bud Dupree signing. Uh, you got the guy from Houston, the other edge guy. I think it's Bellamy from Houston. You've kind of patched the defense back up, too. You got the guy from uh, the Saints, George Jenkins, right? Jack Rabbit. Oh, Janoris Jenkins. Jack Rabbit, baby. Janoris Jenkins. I think he's he's older guy, veteran, veteran in the locker room. I think we're going to be, I mean, okay, but I think you need another receiver. I know we signed uh, Reynolds. Yeah, from Rams? Yeah, and I mean, he's... People say he's not a Corey Davis. I think he could maybe be better than Corey Davis was in our offense. I'm like, I guess that could be considered a hot take. At least better than first and second year Corey Davis. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like, well, better I than early Corey, Corey, Corey Davis. Corey Davis didn't turn it on last year, but I think yeah. Reynolds could definitely be that guy. If not, I think maybe even better with A.J. Brown. Well, speaking of time, I mean, the, the Bud Dupree is going to be questionable since he's coming off an ACL tear, but I think he's going to bring it back. How did the Titans not win the division this year with – the Jags having a rookie quarterback at Trevor Lawrence and whatever um, offense they put they together. They did. They did win the division. This upcoming year. How did they not win the oh, upcoming oh, year? Oh. Because we got Trevor Lawrence. We got a presumably Deshaun Watson-less, uh, at least for part of this season, Texans team. We're going to have a um, Indianapolis Colts team led by Carson motherfucking Wentz, who just absolutely looked like shit last year. I don't know how the Titans don't run away with this division. And at least have a uh, um, uh, you know really set themselves up for a big playoff. I think that if you don't win the division next year, it's a total failure. Oh, it's a big well, playoff. I mean, let's pump the brakes here, boys. You're still playing against Frank Reich, who's one of the best head coaches in the league, with a top ten defense that but, Indianapolis has. But wouldn't you consider Mike Vrabel one of the best coaches in the league? I would. One of the I, would consider, I mean, he's kind of yeah. an asshole, arrogant, but he's definitely one of the best coaches. That's yeah. how I like my coaches. But I mean, so. Vrabel comes from that Bill Belichick coaching tree, and so I expect him to be a smart, asshole, defensive-minded. Where we we all know that we're gearing towards a more offensive-centric NFL. It has been like that for the last 10, 15 years. And so Frank Reich, who actually led Carson Wentz to his almost MVP season before he was it towards ACL or MCL or whatever it was. Yeah. Wherever he dove, snapped it back into place, scored a tutter, and then was out for the year, mm-hmm. which is absolutely fucking terrifying. But, I mean, Frank Reich back with Carson Wentz with a top-10 defense, with Jonathan Taylor Thomas back there, with a emerging Michael Pittman. If T.Y. comes back, I know he's in free agency right now. I know They Brevis. signed him today. Did they sign they him today? They signed him to a one-year deal yeah. today. So, with a uh, granted, age T.Y. Hilton. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what their tight end situation looks like, but they might be able to pick up uh, a tight end in the draft if Kyle Pitts falls to them or something along those lines. It's a oh, dangerous team. If they get pits, they're really dangerous. I don't. They're surely to God. I can't imagine fall. he falls they're, they're out of the far back. Yeah. If he falls out of like the ten, or top ten, I'd be surprised. But I've seen crazier shit happen. Yeah. I mean, Green Bay drafted C.D. Lamb last year went all the way to the, the <laughs> Jordan Love pick. Yeah, C.D. Lamb. Wait, people say that the the Isaiah Wilson pick was the worst pick of all time. That was the worst pick of all time. Do people forget about the Love pick? At least he's still on the team. Uh, so, for the audience at home. Here's my reaction to Green Bay drafting Jordan Love. A lot of those. <laughs> a lot of a lot of bleeps cracks. So does Green Bay draft Mac Jones this year to be Jordan Love's backup? You gotta really look into the future. No, we're gotta really look into the future. Here. <laughs> well, in order to draft Jordan Love's backup, his successor, I should say, uh, we have to draft Trey Lance, a man who's thrown 300 passes in his entire collegiate career. That makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah, so we're going Trey Lance, or Jordan Love, Trey Lance, back-to-back first-rounders. And, and we're Jordan, just completely ignoring Jordan Love will just be a great mentor. <laughs> he really will be. I bet he's a really good playbook guy. He's going to be a true He knows player. the ins and outs of the offense. He's really good at putting, getting the plays into the huddle. Like he's a, a play He's good with the hand signals, the signs. A High big, football IQ. He's like yeah. a coach on the field. He's kind of like a Josh Dobbs. Uh, your Doug Petersons, your Ty Detmers. Absolutely. Now, I'm really excited about it. But do y'all? So I know the schedule hasn't come out yet to where you play like certain teams yet. But are y'all not worried? So I assume that the Jacksonville Jaguars, aka the London Jaguars, aka, AKA the Sparkle Kitties, are gonna draft uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yes. One one, and they have a bunch of fucking money to go spend. Although I'm not entirely sure who they picked up. I haven't kept up with the Jags Twitter, so I'm not entirely sure what free agents they've signed already. But they're gonna be dangerous in the draft because they. I think they have. Is it eleven picks this year? Twelve. Okay, so they, they could be dangerous in the draft, but do you see them trading to get Deshaun Watson closer to the draft? No way. They're, they're taking Trevor Lawrence. They're all with Trevor Lawrence. Deshaun, Watson, uh, Deshaun Watson's not going to get traded this year anymore. He's well, not. hold up, hold up. We have a take for that. But first, let's go through the AFC South real quick. So, Houston's a dumpster fire. I think so if they take Trevor Lawrence and y'all play them later on in the season, I can see a full Justin Herbert emerging. To where he kind of sucks within the first eight games. It is scary. But these last eight games, like just like Justin Herbert picked up, I can see a Trevor Lawrence picking up immediately. Maybe I just don't think the team's good enough. I don't think the team itself is good enough. Yeah. I do. But, I do think Trevor Lawrence can be good enough in the NFL. But I think, think he's another guy that's going to be. But the argument isn't are they going to win the division, which is certainly not. But can they play spoiler to where if they're approaching like a what? So they're seventeen games this year, so an eight and nine record. A nine and ten or a seven and ten record? Could they play spoiler to the Titans? Because I assume Indy and the Titans are going to be neck and neck like they are every year. Point breaks Indy. there. I still think Carson Wentz is not Carson Wentz of the past. That injury just held him back big time. He, he's just not good anymore. Even though he's reuniting with his old coach, Carson Wentz doesn't have it. I mean, when Nelson Aguilar and Alshon Jeffries went down. Carson Wentz was literally throwing to practice squad guys. Is Carson Wentz a better option than Philip Rivers? I don't know. I don't know about that. It's certainly a pretty throw or a prettier throwing motion. I th- I, would, I, see I would want Carson Wentz on my team before I took Philip Rivers, but yeah. I also despise Philip Rivers. He's just such a I don't like Carson asshole. Wentz. I think mean, he's kind of a douche. Uh, I can't. I just can't stand Philip or Philip Rivers shot putting the ball twenty five yards at max. It's just a disgusting throwing motion that I just. I have to get rid of him. And he, like, he talks shit to everybody without swearing, and I guess that's really professional. Dag But You better shut your dad gum up. Yeah, like, I mean, that just, oh, boy. That aggravates the stew out of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really grinds my gears. Yeah, I, I would keep the Colts, I don't know what their odds are to win the division. I assume it's probably around, like, plus, like, eight to 600. But I, I think it's a solid like fade yourself kind or fade your fandom kind of pick. So like this year, I might take Minnesota to win the division at like probably I would assume plus one thousand, plus twelve hundred, just to fade myself in case Green Bay shits the bet. I, I mean, Titans have to be a clear favorite, but I could see the uh, Colts being maybe like a wild card team there. I don't know. So it looks like right now the Titans are a clear favorite. They're minus one fifty. Seems about right. It does seem about right. And the Colts, Colts are uh, plus one thirty. Seems about right. Wait, plus one thirty? Yeah, that's. I guess yeah. When there are only are only four options, that would mean the odds would decrease. Yeah, I, I was thinking NFL on, or uh, championship odds. That's <laughs> minus one fifty for the Titans win the division. Now, yes, it's definitely a failure. 
Holy shit. Yeah, I think there's I think there's odds add up right there. Um, it's about what I expect, and and yeah, it's I mean, not it's not even worth taking the Titans to win the division at that, that number. So are y'all officially not worried about your tight end situation? I'm not, I was never worried about it with getting rid of Johnny Smith. You told me you wanted to franchise Johnny. Johnny Smith didn't play last. So I said I wouldn't mind if we did. I wouldn't disagree with the situation. I didn't say I wanted to. So what brought you from you would I I, I think it was more of you would like them to. So let let's let's see. I guess. Those are the parameters. I guess what? you could say that. So, I really liked what Ferkser did last year. Uh, can catch balls. Hell of a blocker. Um, and then, you also, we re-signed Swain. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Swain? Yeah. Geoff Another Swain. guy. Hell of a blocker. I mean, and... John O. Smith, yeah, he was great at the beginning of the season last year. And he caught a hell of a ball against... Uh, I guess it was the Patriots in our when we made it to the AFC Championship in 2019. Caught a hell of a ball there. That's basically he didn't do that much in 2019. In 2020, half the season he was a hell of a player. Um, I just don't think he's the guy that you spend that much money on, especially 50 million. I mean, that is a pretty penny for sure, especially in a lowering salary cap kind of market that the NFL experienced this year. But still, I mean, I mean that was Tannehill's safety blanket. So why don't who? What direction? For the first half of the season, second half of the season, I don't think he really had a safety blanket. And we also struggled a little bit more down the stretch. But you know, I, I was one hundred percent sure the Titans you, were going to take a pass rusher as in the first round pick. But I'm not so sure anymore. Um, I, I think they might go receiver in the first round. I think they're going receiver. That I hate to say this. I wouldn't be shocked if they went and drafted a lineman. They, they do. They need another tackle, and it is going to hurt me so bad to draft another lineman. I think that it would. I don't think John Robinson would do that just because I think that would be like almost they might almost fire him on the spot if you just drafted two back to back. Okay, that's the thing is everybody talks about John Robinson's shitty picks first, like how many busts he's had. Okay, but how do you consider firing a guy that's taking you to the playoffs for? I don't know how many years in a row. I think it's two or three. I don't now. think they actually would, but you, you can't go blind. Man. AFC Championship last year or two years ago. How do you even get close? To, he's not even, his seat's not even close to warm. No, but two two offensive linemen. That would be that'd be a rough go of it. I mean, this is dangerous close to the Brian Gutekunst kind of thinking. It's just weird because they, they could go four different directions. I think minimum on who they draft in the first round. Offensive lineman, receiver makes sense. DN makes sense again. Pass rusher of some type um, or corner. Probably could use a corner again too. Could we could use we could use it honestly. You could always use another tackle and you can always use another corner. Are y'all so say for instance, D. Henry runs for another one point eight 2K. 2K yards. I would y'all, bet on Derek Henry to hit two K again. I would too. Fair enough. So say he does that, the offense does pretty well, y'all struggle again to score points in the playoffs. At what point do y'all think about moving off of Tannehill? I think he's there for a while. Tannehill wasn't the problem. This, this past well, year, no, he's got, what, two years left on his contract? The past year, the offense wasn't the problem at all this past year. 100% the defense was just so bad, they couldn't stop anybody. When your defense can't stop anybody, I mean, it's just not... I mean, but if you can't score past a league average 21 to 23 points, it's kind of hard to blame it on the defense. I don't know. I blame it on the, the defense. The Baltimore loss wasn't on the defense. I will say that. But every other loss in the entire year was on the defense. (laughs) 
I, I mean, every single fucking one. Every I, bad play was on every the defense. Everyone. Every single loss I besides the Baltimore rem- loss was on the defense. I do remember a game in around mid-December. I think it was snowing where the Tennessee Titans went up to, I think, a little place called Green Bay, Wisconsin. And I think the offense struggled to score points in the first three quarters and then kind of picked it up during garbage time. But, Are we putting that loss on the defense, too? Against Yeah, do you see how – I mean, how many points did y'all score in the first half? I mean, Aaron Rodgers is just a bad man. That, de- that's a, that was a bad defense, though. That was a defense that could not get after, like, a really good quarterback. So, looking at free agency, what teams do y'all see as the most dangerous moving forward? I think the Rams might be pretty dangerous upcoming here. Now that they have uh, not little Jared Goff. Little um, Vienna Sausage Fingers Jared Goff. Yeah, now that they got Matthew Stafford, that was a huge move. That's going to be um, a big one going forward. I would say the worst offseason has to be the Bears getting Andy Dalton. I think that they took a lateral move. Um, the Red Rocket. Regressed. And so that the Red Line, um, I think that's what we call them now, Chicago. But uh, that was a bad move. That was a bad, bad move. Chicago Bears are going to suck again. Well, the defense is going to keep them alive. But. So I disagree entirely. I think that the Bears signing Andy Dalton made sure that the Green Bay Packers are going to finish at least in the top two in the division for the next – how many years is Andy Dalton's contract? I think it's a one-year deal. Is it only a one-year deal? I, I hope so, for the Bears' sake. I, I was kind of thinking it was a two, so we at least come in or first or second in the next two years. Because we all know the Lions aren't doing anything with Dane Campbell anytime soon. Tiny uh-huh. fingers jerked off. But my my best my best offseason so far I think is the Patriots. Yes. Two big name tight ends. They're building a powerhouse. You can kind of tell what they're doing. They're getting back to Belichick. Back when Aaron Hernandez, I guess it was pre murders, and uh, Gronk, you know, just took control of the fucking NFL. Yeah, Johnny Smith and Derek er, and Hunter Henry are a dangerous combo. If they can both say. Healthy, be super dangerous. I mean, what Hunter Henry played? I think it was. I don't think he's 14? played a full season at all. Yeah, he's and played plus, fourteen I mean, games this year. Not to mention Cam Newton. I mean, we didn't even mention Cam Newton. Recently, I still think Cam, Cam Newton's Newton. dangerous. Yeah, he's so dangerous. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would have signed him, or I signed Andy Dalton. Oh fuck yeah, that! That's for damn sure. Do y'all think so? We can get back into what Beaver was talking about earlier uh, with the Deshaun Watson predicament. All right, so we all know that Jack Easterby. Is essentially is now the figurehead and runs the, the Houston Texans. And Pastor Jack, or Jack Easterby? Jacob Easterby? Jake Easterby? I think it's Jake. Whatever it is, Control-C, Control-V, the right Jake. answer. Jake Easterby. Mr. Easterby. Mr. Easterby. Mr. Pastor, Easter Bunny. Pastor Easterby. You can call him dumbass, too, or clown. Dipshit, I think so. I think Andre Johnson and uh, Arian Foster would also agree with me. But I think being a big pastor... I think that it would be morally reprehensible for him to keep <laughs> signing a man paychecks who sexually assaulted borderline 12 women. And so I think this is a master play by Deshaun to be able to get off that roster and have him get <laughs> traded. Uh, yeah, to be able to get off the roster and get traded to either the New England Patriots or the Miami Dolphins, both of which are fantastic fits for Deshaun. I think it's... Thir- it might not be 13 different women now, but I know it's at least 13 different, like, Is counts. it 13 now? Yeah, I, no, I think it was closer to 20. I think it was closer to 20. Uh, it's a lot. Which, I mean, it's either none of it's true, or he could be a bad person. Well, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say anything either way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a uh, lawyer. But the way his lawyer has done it is he, is he rolled them out one at a time. It wasn't like they were coming forward one at a time after hearing this on the radio. Like, it's been a slow process. His lawyer's been digging shit up for a long time and, like, rolling it out. 
in a slow process to make him look way worse. Um, and that's just kind of how he, he made the whole process happen. But uh, it is a bad look. I don't know that Deshaun Watson, he, I think he's a very good chance he gets suspended this for some of the games this year. I think it's a good chance he doesn't play at all this year. And I think it's a good chance he might not ever play in the NFL again so, uh, with the way things are going. So are you leaning on that this could be, some of it could be true? I'm saying that when it gets this many, even if it's not true, the way the legal system works, it's hard to save yourself, true or not. Um, I, I don't know that the truth matters, really. It's kind of what your lawyer says to get you either out of the situation or, or in the money. I, I think that somebody came forward. I, I think that this lawyer had been looking it up um, and really created a, a big situation here for him to make a lot of money. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely what he's in it for is the money. Oh, for sure. These are some like big old school like Texas lawyers like fighting each other right now. Apparently, these guys are both like pretty famous. So it's probably going to get really nasty. Well, I guess we will settle uh, this debate next week when I'm sure that there will be some new Deshaun Watson updates out there. Huge week next week. We're going to have MLB baseball season starting. A whole new thing to bet on. Um, make sure you continue to follow our picks on Nashville underscore bets. We're going to be betting baseball like some absolute fucking animals out here um, and probably winning, probably only winning. And uh, we're going to have uh, some updates on the Sweet 16, um, how the, our brackets are going. And uh, I hope you enjoy this episode.